0: Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back to our Casablanca podcast. Um, I'm your host. Oh, because Brendan could not be with me. He um, he did a he did a, pot, a solo pod um, himself last night because we could not. You know, we just, we just have we we live in different time zones. We have jobs. <laughs> Um, that take up you know pretty much all of our time, so um we just we couldn't we couldn't make it, but that's okay um I'm sure if you're listening to this and um you went to um listen to Brendan's podcast that he posted last night and if you didn't, what are you doing go listen to it um but yeah i'm just I'm here to talk about the game and I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about Danny Ceballos. <laughs> uh because well, let's start with the game, right We played um we played pretty much the expected lineup, right um we had some speculation that maybe maybe just maybe vinicius Tobias would start at a right back, but I guess um. But I guess Mr. and Ancelotti had different plans, which, you know, you know, Nacho did a great job. Um, and, you know, it's just for Nacho, it's a difficult situation because he wants to play more. So I guess that was just a chance for Ancelotti. You know, it was in the, in the middle of all the injuries that we've had, I guess it was a good um, good option for Ancelotti to just start not showing you him some minutes because, you know, he hasn't played played much this season. Um and yeah. That's I mean I thought the lineup was pretty good to start, but I mean me personally, and that's totally not because I'm a fanboy, but I would have I would have definitely rather to to have seen Daddy Sibayo start the game. Um I talked about it before the game and I thought and I said that um, having Danny Ceballos on the pitch is always um, better for Vinicius more than anyone because Danny Ceballos is the type of midfielder that just leans to the left, right? He's like a left mid. Um, and uh, the when you have a fullback like Mendy who just never overlaps um, and just... And a player like Vinicius is always surrounded by, like, five players. Um, it's always nice to have a player like Danny Ceballos to just... Um, to just help you, basically. And that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. The moment... Dude, not even two minutes. Not even two minutes. Um, Ceballos gives an assist to Vinicius to start the comeback. Um... That's exactly what Vinicius needed. That's exactly what the team needed. They just, they needed a player like Ceballos who just gives you support, who just gives you key passes after key pass after key pass after key pass, um, and um, and yeah. I mean, it was a great match, honestly, from the team of the whole as a whole. Like, I mean, <laughs> at this point, I don't even need to say it, but like, the L of the match for me will always be. Mendy, because he was bad defensively, and he was lackluster offensively, even though he did overlap twice, and he give two good crosses, one to Fede Valverde, and the other to Rodrigo, but he just, he it's like he did it twice, and then, I don't know, he, I don't know if he just felt uncomfortable, he, I mean, he, do, he did leave a, a ton of space behind, so I guess that's why he just, you know, he the team decided or the coach decided that he just he needs to stay where he is, but even him staying where he is, even him staying back, um he didn't he didn't really feel um he didn't really feel good. He was he was just bad. He was bad defensively, bad offensively. Both goals came came through the uh, the left side. Which I guess brings me to my next talking point, which is talking point, which is um how Rudiger played. So I saw that he received a lot of criticism, um on social media about how he played, but like I thought he was pretty good. I'm just gonna put it out there. I don't I really think it's unjustified and I think it just feels like people have an agenda against him for some reason. I don't know why, really. People think he's bad. I thought he was pretty good. Like he He suffered at the beginning, I'll admit I'll admit that, but like in the second half he was one of our best players. Like him in town in the second half just kept um kept the lock on that defense, so I I don't even know what else to say. I guess I don't know if people just don't like him. But I've seen some pretty fucked up shit said about him after the game. But I mean, that's I mean, when you're a Ram- Ramjet fan for a long time, or when you're a football fan for a long time, it's just it's it's I guess it's, you get used to it. People just people just like talking shit for some for no reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought Rudi was pretty good. Um, I thought Kamavinga was really good. It was really nice to see him get a start on. He has started multiple games lately because, you know, Modric is tired. Um Juhl-Mani is injured, so that really gave him um, a chance to shine. Like, in the second... Like I said, most players really improved in the second half. I mean, Camavinga was really good in the second half. He, he helped us open up was um, very, very, very tight defense. They... Um, like, it's like what, uh, Setien said after the game, you know, you can defend against Real Madrid, but you can't do it for 90 minutes. Like, you're bound to concede. And that's what VRL did. They kept, um, a good defensive front for 60 minutes, for an hour, and then they collapsed because, because of Real Madrid. Um, I mean, that's all that needs to be said. I mean, Kamavinga really helped open up these those spaces. Um, I thought Vinicius was really good. Um, Vinicius, I mean, he's just one of the best players in the world, period. And even on his worst day, he's still one of the best players in the world. That's non-negotiable. And, uh, I mean, he, he scored the first goal. He uh, gave the pre-assist with a... Third goal. Um, I mean, he's just—he's just an amazing player. He—I uh, yeah, thought that was one of his best. I mean, that's probably his best game this year. Um, mm. I mean, we haven't really played that many games yet, but you know, it's—it's it's nice to see him pick up form again. Still getting bodied, but like four or five players at each game. Still getting tackled like crazy, and refs not protecting him, but. Vinicius has the character, I guess, Vinicius does have the character to just put up with it. And, you know, get up and say, give me more. Um, Which is something that one of our best players ever, arguably our best player ever, Cristiano, had. Um, He would get tackled and he would tell the opposition, well, give me more. Tackle me more. Hit me more. I'll get up and I will... Humiliate you, um, which is nice to see. Um, Benzema for me was, I mean, God, he's just he's so bad. He's, there's just nothing else to say. He's really, really bad. The only, um, the only influence that he had on the uh, on the match was when he headed the ball that from Ceballos's cross and. Keeper saved it and Militao scored the rebound, but that's pretty much it. That's, um, if like if you think about it, he had absolutely no influence on the game whatsoever, and, um, that's become a norm, honestly. It's normal nowadays for Ben to just not have an influence on the game because he's just getting worse and worse. Um, and I will, I will remind everyone that he is our main striker. I don't care about his work outside the penalty box. He should be scoring goals. I'm not saying he should be scoring hat-tricks every game, but I don't think uh, I don't think a goal every game is too much to ask. I just don't. Um, I just, I would really like it if we just don't renew his contract, but I know that Basically impossible because he won Bob on door and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. Um, I think, unfortunately, Ben Simmons is going to be our striker for next year. And I just hope we don't suffer too much because of it. Rodrigo, I just... He was... He started off the game pretty well. But... I don't know. He just... <laughs> I don't I don't really know what happened. But, yeah, he's just... He's not good. He's just, he's not good. He wasn't good against Barcelona. He wasn't good last night. He's just, it's almost like he's never good. Which is, which is really unexpected, because I thought he would have his breakthrough season. Um, I mean, I was hoping that he would have an, you know, an extraordinary uh, second half of the season, but I don't know. The way he's going, he's just, I'm not too hopeful. Um and uh maybe he's best positioned on the left. Maybe that's why he will one day leave. Maybe next year, maybe maybe it will happen this summer, maybe it will be in the next, maybe it will be in the next one, but it's very likely that Rodrigo will leave the club because I do believe that he's better suited as a left winger, but you just if I'm if you're gonna have if if I if I were to to pick between Vinicius or Rodrigo on the left, I would pick Vinicius seven out of ten times. Because you know I, there are situations where Rodrigo might be better on the left to play than Vinicius, but you know, like I said, seven eight times out of ten, I would pick Vinicius over Rodrigo on the left. Um. So it's either that Rodrigo improves as a as a right winger, or as a striker, and uh, or he just he will have to find himself another club, which you know he won't really have much trouble doing because you know Rodrigo on his best day he's one of the best players in the world. Period. So you know maybe a club like Liverpool can pick him up, club club like Man City, who knows. And we'll get a hefty amount of money for it. So everyone's happy. Um, but you know that's speaking too far into the future. And for now, he's just bad. He had a conflict with, the, uh, with Ancelotti after the game. Which I thought got blown way out of proportion. Um, Ancelotti said after the match. He was just telling him that he should greet him after he leaves game. It just seemed like World Eagle was not happy with himself. Which is fine. Um, it's, it's normal every player is not 100% always satisfied with himself and that's exactly what we're looking for that's a good mentality and you know, I salute Rodrigo for not being happy with himself and I hope it makes him play um better the next game which actually takes me to my next point Asensio. he uh, he came on and i have to say he did pretty well but that's his thing right he comes off the pitch he gets you know he gets subbed on and and guess what? He plays great. He gave the assistance of BIOS. Um, so, does but that's that begs the question. Does his performance off the off the off the bench warrant a a start next game against Bilbao? Um I would say yes. But I would totally understand if someone disagrees. Like, I'm kind of on the fence, but I'm leaning towards that, yes, he should start just because Rodrigo hasn't really been great lately. Or, you know, just just put Fetty on the, on the right again and just play a midfield of Ceballos, Kamavinga, and Tony Cruz since... Or, you know, Luka Modric, I don't know. I guess he'll be back against uh, a, a Athletic. Um... So yeah. Um and just don't play Asensio or Rodrigo, but maybe that's maybe that's that probably won't happen, but well maybe it will, I don't know. But, you know If um if I were to choose between Rodrigo and Essencio right now I would definitely pick Sensio. And believe me, I'm not at all an Essencio fan, but <laughs> uh but club comes first. I mean, he's going to start and he's going to play awful, and then um, Rodrigo's going to start the next game, and he'll play amazing, and then we'll ask ourselves, why didn't Rodrigo start the last game, and and so on. I mean, it's been happening for the past two years. We're used to it at this point. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that pretty much... that That's pretty much all I have uh, for the players in the game, very well. Um, I do want to. I mean, I, I do want to talk about Danny Ceballos. I mean, he is one of our, my best players. I've been, I've been in love with Danny Ceballos. since, well, since he joined in 2018. I I watched him with uh, with Betis. I watched him in the Euro 20 uh, under 21. Um, with with Spain, Spain in 2018, and he's just amazing. He's an amazing player. You, if if you were someone who watched them back then, you would understand that he's a player that makes you fall in love with football. Things have been so rough for him lately, and um, just seeing him come off the bench and you know he gave the assist to Vinicius gave a pre assist to our second goal. He scored the third goal. So he was involved in all three goals in the comeback in the remontada. And that's a player. Um that's that's our fifth choice in the midfield. That's our fifth choice. He's he's good enough to start for big European clubs. And yet he's our fifth choice. Um, in the um in the pecking order. Actually he's our fix fixed fixed choice. Because um because you have Fede, Kamavinga, uh Chiu-Ameni. then you have Luca and Cruz. Um and I think he should be I think he should be a player that starts game games um more often if he were to arrest Luka Mod- uh, don't tell uh, should be there If you can arrest Tony Cruz daddy Saba should be there um, just if you want, when you, if if you pay attention to his skill set if you pay attention to his character, he's one of he's just an amazing midfielder because. Um, he doesn't play or doesn't act like a like a bench player, right? He comes off the pitch. He gives players instructions. He tells them where to where to go, where to pass. When someone's getting pressed, he shows up. He, he makes himself available for a pass. He's not afraid to to get the ball, run with it, make a you know a, a somewhat risky pass. He's not afraid of anything. He's not acting like well. Um, I just came off the bench, or I'm a bench boy, so I need to play conservative so I don't uh, make a fool out of myself. Um, No, he just, he plays like he, he plays like a starter, and that's something that I think Real Madrid needs, because he plays with Madrid Desmo, he plays, like he, after the game last night, he said that he scored that goal with his soul, and I think that was really evident, evident, With the way he um, celebrated, he just he kept like I as he was running, um, celebrate. He kept looking back at the linesman. just making sure that you know it's not offside. Because he really needed that goal, he he just slid uh, on his knees and he just fell to the ground and he kept he kept punching the ground. Just meant so much for him to score that goal. He meant so much, and he just laid there as um as the players you know joined in to celebrate with him. Um, it meant so much for him because if if Ceballos had the choice to renew, he would renew. He would not renew under the current circumstance, but he would definitely renew under better circumstances, like. Um, I mean, if he were to start like you know maybe once or twice every five games, he would be happy with that. Even though, you know, I'm sure multiple multiple European clubs clubs would be interested in a player like Dani Tobias, He's free. He's free next summer. To, to imagine buying a player like Dennis Tobias for free—that's absurd. Honestly. Like I would just renew his contract just to not lose him for free. Um yeah. just instant impact of the of the bench and you know, he, it's not just off the bench when he starts to play he's great, um he's always available, he's always he always performs to his highest, he's a real desta. like he is an actual real Madrid fan. Um, if you look at his baby pictures, if you look at his pictures as a teenager, as a kid, he's wearing a rampage uh, kit um he could have joined Barcelona but no he chose us even though we had the best midfielders in the world but no he ch- and and Barcelona basically had no players in the midfield and he would start right away and actually maybe if he had he joined Barcelona his career would have got it would have been a lot more um would have gotten would have been a lot more better um because his skill set matches Barcelona's more because they because he would have started for Barcelona right away. He would not sit on a bench for anyone because they had a didn't really have many midfields at at the time, or their midfield was aging. Um, I mean he's definitely better than a player like Gaudi, for example, um, who is just a goon. You know he's an angry little kid. I don't care that he scored a goal. Um, in the, in the Super Cup, I don't care. I don't care if he has two assists. Um, Lucas Vasquez has two goals in um, you know, Clasico. I'm sh- I'm sure he has a ton of assists. I know he gave an assist to Benzema in the league. Um, uh, about two years ago, when Benzema Benzema scored that um backheel, when we used to play again uh, in the um Stadio, de Stefano, Um... So, you know, dum- those numbers in a classical means sh- absolutely nothing. So, yeah, a player like Danny Ceballos is 100 times better than a player like Gabe because Danny Ceballos, he is just a pure footballer. He's, he's skillful. He controls the ball. He controls our tempo, which is something that we miss a lot. And, you know, when a player like Cruz, for example, is out on a pitch, he's just not afraid to grab the ball and run with it. He's not afraid to make a risky pass. He's not afraid to show up for a pass. He's not afraid to be under constant pressure. And he, you know, he's a player who comes back on defense. He's just he he's one of, he's a perfect midfielder, really, um, for what we are trying to achieve right now, which is to play quick football. Um, whether he renews or not, whether he stays or not, it's is beyond me. I, like as a as a fan of Ceballos, right, it's very hard for me to just say, yes, I want Re- Ceballos to renew. Because that wouldn't really be the best course of action for his career. Because, like, I believe he's good enough to start. That's something that possibly, like, 99% of people would not agree with. But I am sure 100% deep in my heart that I know San Daniel Ceballos has... The abilities to be a starter for a starting midfielder for Real Madrid. When we signed Dani Ceballos in 2018, he was projected to be um, Luka Modric, Modric, Modric's uh, uh, heir. He was supposed to replace Luka Modric in the long term. So the club saw in him the the promise and the potential to replace one of the best midfielders of all time. So. And you know, hadn't had had Zidane not been our manager back then maybe it would have worked out better. Because Zidane was really bad to Danny in ways that in ways that really made him in ways that really made him leave. Right? When when Zidane came back he was just like, Nope, I'm leaving. I'm going on loan to Arsenal And so many people thought that so many people base their opinion on on Danny Sebá because of his um because of his time with Arsenal. But I I I don't have a I have a I don't have a goldfish memory. I don't I don't have the memory of memory of a fucking fish. I don't forget easily when I actually watch Danny Sebá with Arsenal, which I which is something that can be said for like ninety nine percent of people who criticize him who used his two year alone with Arsenal as a as proof that he's not as good as I think he is. He played really well with Arsenal to start. He was one of the best midfielders. He was actually the best midfielder at, at Arsenal for for like the first couple of months. And I remember Arsenal fans wanting him to stay more than anything. The first game that he played with Arsenal against was against Burnley and he had a man of the match performance. And Arsenal fans were so uh, impressed with him, but but then he got injured, and then he 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 was placed as a six. And for you, for those people do who do not understand what a six is, a six is basically a player like Rodri. That's a deep lying uh, midfielder. Um which is completely and utterly stupid because that's not where Danny Ceballos is supposed to play. So he played out of position. I don't know if he did it out of necessity. I don't understand why that decision was made, but that's what happened, and he got blamed for it. He got blamed whenever he lost the ball, and then, you know, uh, Arsenal uh, um, conceded. But that's that's not on him. That's on the manager for playing him him in a position that that well that had absolutely nothing to do with his skill set. So, just if you're gonna judge Danny Silva, judge him on his um, on his performances at Real Madrid. I thought he like every game that he plays, whether it's off the bench, whether he starts. He plays extremely well. Um, I can only imagine how good he would be if he started every single game. Whether it's for Real Madrid, whether it's for, for another club, he would be one of the best playing fielders in the world. I don't think there's there, there's an, even a shred-up argument that can be made against that. Um, I mean, great goal, right? That's the third goal that... Danny Ceballos scored from outside the box with Real Madrid. Three goals. Like Danny Ceballos has five goals with Real Madrid. Three of them came from outside the box. Um, so he's a threat. He's always a threat, and you know just the fact that he has five goals with Real Madrid, even though he basically didn't play at all. When he did play, he came off the bench. Like he started um less games than Vallejo with Real Madrid. So, yeah, I mean, Danny Ceballos, he's a great player. And whether we renew his contract or not, whether we sign Jude Bellingham, I, like, I, I can't predict the future. Like, as a Real Madrid fan, I would like for my club to have a player like Danny Ceballos, whether it's a, yeah, as a starter or as a as a rotational player or as you know, a player on the bench or whatever. But as a fan of Danny Survis, I would like to see him play day in and day out instead of just being um, a player who plays once every blue, uh, uh, once every blue moon um, so yeah, I mean great player, and I guess we'll see what happens in the summer. Um, I guess we'll like I mean I just I, I just hope that he starts more games he would be able to prove himself and maybe get himself a, a contract with a big club because he is the type of player that deserves to play for a big club. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say about the game. That's all I have to say about and Ceballos. Um,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I hope you guys enjoyed the, uh, the episode, the podcast. Um, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Follow us on Instagram. Follow that. Nah, we don't have Instagram we should make Instagram. Take that as a note to myself. Um yeah, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Twitter. And um yeah. la Madrid, nada más.